Welcome to this episode of Dakota Town Hall from the Home Slice Media Group. It's also brought to you by Elevate Rapid City. Today we are meeting with Mike Derby, a candidate for District 34 House. In the Dakota Town Hall series, each candidate will receive the same questions presented to them in the same order. The candidates have not received these questions in advance. The questions are based on issues from candidate campaigns and from current events. Mike, please introduce yourself. Hi, Todd. Uh, Mike Derby. I'm a Republican candidate for District 34 House. Uh, District 34 covers basically West Rapid City and part of North Rapid, uh, west of the Gap. And I have lived in District 34 most of my life. Actually, my roots run pretty deep in District 34. We moved to Rapid City in 1968 into that district and went to Meadowbrook grade school, West Junior High, when they had junior highs, and graduated from Stevens High School. Good, good. Why are you running? Well, this actually is not my first rodeo. I was a legislator before. Uh, District 34 House of Representatives. So I'm honored and uh, pleased that I'm running again. Uh, I found that the last time I ran, I wanted to be a part of the process. I was just coming off as chairman of the Rap City Area Chamber of Commerce and wanted to continue uh, my public service. And so I served three terms in the legislature back with uh, Bill Janklo. The last three terms were uh, his last six years. Served on appropriations, uh, found that to be extremely uh, satisfying and rewarding, helping to balance the state budget, look at different departments' budgets, uh, be a part of the process, and make a difference. When I was able to legislate and put introduce bills, I would do bills that primarily help small business and remove impediments to their success, help them to uh, grow, and so I found that to be very satisfying. And that's really the reason why I'd like to run again, is to be a part of that process. Okay, great. Explain your position on the Second Amendment. Well, the uh, NRA, they do a, a survey every year, and so filled that out. I have an A rating from the NRA uh, in regards to the Second Amendment, so... Uh, Believe, believe in the Second Amendment, supportive of the Second Amendment. And, uh, hey, South Dakota is a hunting state. Let's face it, we love our guns here. I just have obviously, like everybody, we want that people to be safe, have a controlled environment. But uh, I did get an A rating from the NRA. Great. Okay. Has the state taken the correct stance on COVID? What, if anything, would you change? Well, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and throw stones. Um, you know, when you're the governor, you have to make some tough decisions. Um, I think most of us would agree that we wish it wasn't a political uh, situation. It is about health. I know that just trying to survive in the business world here in Rapid City, I've appreciated not being shut down, um, being able to operate within the CDC guidelines. So um, I'm comfortable. Uh, personally, I do err on the side of caution. But, you know, I've got an 86-year-old mother that I take care of. And 
I'm not going to be that guy that uh, gets her sick. And so we instituted at our business, uh, Canyon Lake Resort, we're in the tourism hospitality business. We implemented a lot of protocols. We had safety meetings every week. Um, We limited interaction with guests. And we got through the summer in fine shape. Uh, So I think all of us just hope we can get through this see the other end and get back to business as normal. We have uh, three ballot measures on the ballot. Initiated Measure 26, which is for legalizing marijuana for medical use. Constitutional Amendment A, which is for legalizing marijuana for recreational use. And Constitutional Amendment B, which legalized sports betting in Deadwood <coughs> and on reservation tribal casinos. What is your position on these ballots measures? Mm-hmm. Uh, First of all, in regards to the uh, Deadwood gaming and the sports betting, I'm in favor of that. I'll be voting yes in regards to that. Uh, I think it'll enhance uh, Deadwood's opportunity to kind of levels the playing field. Uh, Gosh, we all know people are betting on sports anyway. Uh, It's good for tourism. It'll be another arrow in their quiver. And so I'm supportive of that. And uh, I believe that one is going to pass. In regards to the other two, taking a hard look at uh, particularly the one with medical marijuana, and uh, actually I'm concerned about that. I feel like there's uh, a a number of unintended consequences involved with that. Uh, I think it's probably too broad, too overreaching. So I'm going to vote no on that. In recreational marijuana, I'll be a no vote also. Okay, according to a 2019 report published in U.S. News and World Report, South Dakota ranked well at 10th in the nation for higher education, but ranked 23rd for K-12 through education. What can the South Dakota legislature do to improve the K-12 through education in the state? Well, I, I think it's a situation where Money's not always the answer. We do have in state statute a funding formula for uh, education, and it's in statute, and I hope to get back on appropriations. I was on appropriations for three terms, and that would definitely be something that looks at that's looked at in the budgetary process is funding it to the state statute level. Um, that is a really tough question. That's a tough question. We want local control. We want people, we want our school boards to have the ability to do what's right. We want to be able to hire the best teachers. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate if that ranking is correct. Uh, it is an issue because uh, we have a lot of people that look at Rapid City and the medical community, for example, and the education's high on the list. Uh, of their needs and wants, and when they bring their family here, they want to know where we're at. I don't have a silver bullet for education, uh, but it's a big, a big, big issue. And I'm sure uh, when we get to the legislature, it'll, it's one of the top two or three topics every year. That's true. In that same report, the economy in South Dakota ranked 27th. What can the state legislature do to improve the economy in the state? Mm-hmm. 
Well, one is to create an environment that uh, allows entrepreneurs and small businesses to thrive. And that kind of gets back to my opening remarks about trying to help those small businesses, even if it's incrementally with legislation that allows them to be successful. Uh, The uh, legislature and Governor's Office of Economic Development, which is funded by the legislature, has a lot of programs that we can take advantage of. People need to take advantage of those programs. On a local level, uh, I'd like to provide support to Elevate Rapid City uh, and all the programs that they have going on. I think that's a big thing that we can do. And training, workforce training is a very important thing. So all of those things that we can do uh, working together would uh, hopefully raise our rankings in the future and make South Dakota a great place to work and live. Uh, You mentioned you want to be on appropriations, and this question goes right along with that. There's a couple there, anyhow. There never seems to be enough money for everything people would like to see the state to do. What changes would you make, or what changes to the state budget would you like to see? Well, thank goodness we're constitutionally bound to balance our budget. And obviously there's never enough money to do everything. And if you have unlimited funds, uh, that's not the solution either. You know, one thing we toyed with 20 years ago, and I don't know if we'll get any traction, but uh, in our business, it's called zero-based budgeting. Rather than taking a budget and just adding a couple percent a year for growth or whatever, you actually do a deep dive into it. It's called zero-based budgeting. So you start out and you look at what programs are necessary. Are there programs you can cut? Um, And you rank and prioritize those. Now, in a 40-day legislative session, is that, is that doable? It's almost impossible. That's probably the stumbling block because you start with what's called the governor's budget. And um, even though they've changed the process now in appropriations, they have what are called motion sheets. You maybe don't get as much time in front of the secretaries of each department. You still have an opportunity to do it. And I'd, so I'd like to see when uh, some more committee meetings outside of session where you can do a deep dive on some of these budgets and maybe uh, take a, take a zero-based budgeting look at it. Also, a little bit relating to the budgeting, et cetera. Explain your position on Medicaid expansion. Well, I've looked at that quite a bit. Uh, when Dugard was governor, with uh, he took a deep dive on Medicaid expansion and actually put a number of guardrails in place that if these guardrails, if you with the program was within those guard guardrails, um, there might be a chance for expanding Medicaid. Um, didn't happen. Um, and it's probably about all about money. It's a, it's a fairly significant amount of money. Uh, I do know it'll be something that appropriators will be looking at, but it is on the 2022 ballot. So the people are going to have a voice and they're going to be able to vote on it here, not this uh, next year, but the following year. Both sides are going to be able to present their issues and talking points. And at the end of the day, the people are are going to uh, 
you know, they're going to have their voice and they're going to prove it or not approve it. And we as legislators, uh, the, the people are the ultimate decision makers. So we'll see where that adds in two years. What specific issues do you want to solve for the people in your district? Well, that is a great question because very rarely are issues purely district-driven. Um, you know, one of my big issues is Ellsworth Air Force Base, but that's obviously not in District 34, but it affects all of District 34. I'm a small business owner in District 34, uh, and so there are issues that do affect me. Tourism is a big part of District 34, and that's a place that I want to have a role in to make uh, top-of-mind awareness and peer for tourism, our number two industry in the state. I'm on the board of Visit Rapid City, so I get firsthand look at uh, what's happening, and we have a dashboards that we look at every month and we know how the industry is working on. So specifically for District 34, that's a pretty hard question, but on a broad base, uh, I think everything we do impacts every district and the state of South Dakota. So I'll look at it from that position. Okay. So the next question is very, very similar. What specific issues uh, would you like to solve for the state? Well, Ellsworth Air Force Base is at the top of my list in regards to that. Uh, we've got the B-21 Raider coming in a couple years. There'll be thousands of people deployed here. There'll be over a billion dollars worth of uh, construction. And uh, I've even heard up to $2 billion worth of construction over the uh, next few years. Uh, Ellsworth has unique issues, uh, in we encroachment. Uh, land use issues. Uh, we've solved something. The legislature solved the spouse uh, issue where you could transfer. If you say you were had a higher education degree or training or licensing in, a, in uh, something, you would able to transfer that to the state of South Dakota and make it a lot easier. Um, this is a big issue that's uh, going to be on the radar screen, no pun intended here, fig, uh, in the next couple years. And so statewide, Ellsworth impacts the entire state. It's uh, a big economic driver. We've got the uh, ability to fly aircraft out of here for the training range, and they're looking at a number of other programs. So from my perspective, that's a, that's a big statewide issue. So the next question is, the number of homeless people in Rapid City has grown over the years. Some feel this is tied to mental health. What can the state do to help with the mental health of citizens in need? Well, let's be honest here. Not every issue is in every legislator's wheelhouse. And so mental health and that issue, there's a number of legislators that are much better brought up to speed in regards to that. Uh, so I don't have a specific idea or program on that. It's just not really in my wheelhouse. But I will tell you that we're doing a number of things in Rapid City that I'm supportive with the One Heart Center and and uh, actually there's a movement at looking at 
rehabilitating and moving or rebuilding the uh, mission to another location to expand services there. So obviously it's providing funding, and that goes back to me as an appropriator, to take a look at those programs that do make an impact on mental health. I can't specifically tell you which ones they are at this point, but of course uh, that's something uh, when I get to peer I'll be able to do. It's an important issue, and I've seen a number of reports in regards to covid the uh, what what the uh, mental health issues have come forward with the coronavirus issue, and I think it's uh, getting bigger and bigger, and it's going to be a big item to deal with in the next couple of years. Would you like to make a closing statement? Well, yes. The uh, as I mentioned, the reason I want to serve is, is to be a public servant. <laughs> to make a difference. I've lived and grown up in District 34. Um, I'm a tireless advocate for tourism, small business, and Ellsworth Air Force Base. I like to listen. I think you can learn more by listening than talking. As a matter of fact, uh, I've learned a couple issues that are top of mind from this being in this podcast today. And look forward to serving the people of District 34. If you want to know more about Mike Derby, you can go to my website, MikeDerby for sdhouse.com. And if you have any questions, I'll give you my cell phone number, 381-0992, 381-0992. You can call me anytime and uh, we'll talk. So thank you very much for having me here today and I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming down.